Heavenly Father, amen. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the peace of God that passes all understanding. We thank you for the grace of God given to us in knowing Jesus Christ as Lord. We thank you for the sweet fellowship we have together in this place. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and mercy to us. And we thank you, Lord, as Peter would say, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope. We thank you for that. Today, we thank you for that wonderful joy in knowing Jesus. We stand before you today representing many of the families of First Baptist Church. I pray, Lord, a blessing on these who are standing, those who are listening to us, who are not able to be with us. We pray for them. We pray a blessing on these families who make up this church. And may we glorify God. May we say along with Joshua, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Grant us today the ability to hear your word and forgive us of our sins so that we might receive your word gladly so that it might have its fruit in our lives. And we thank you, Lord, for this privileged opportunity to come in this place and to worship together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated and good morning. Good to see all of you who are here. If you are a guest, I'm Pastor Mike. We're honored to have you here with us. If you have your Bible, find your place in the book of Psalms right in the middle of your Bible. Psalm 127 is where we'll be looking today. All through the uh, all through the this uh, past few months, I've been talking with our church about what it looks like for us to care for our children's souls to care for our grandchildren's souls. So today we finish up uh, these thoughts together, my conversation with you about that. We'll move on next week to talk about hope in God. Uh, and I'll say more about that uh, next week. But for today, we come to this wonderful place in Psalm 127. Uh, we find, if you have your Bible there in front of you, you'll notice that uh, beginning in verse, uh, excuse me, in chapter 120 of the Psalms and going all the way over through till about uh, uh, 134, you have what is called songs of ascent. They're called a song of ascent. And so today we turn in God's word to this wonderful, to a song. Uh, these, uh, these are the songs of the families of God's people as they made their way to worship in Jerusalem. This is the historic story behind these. Uh, these songs were sung by families as they gathered up their things and they went in caravans generally with all of their families. And they went three times a year to Jerusalem to celebrate and to worship at the temple. And so these were familiar songs. The boys and girls would sing them. And I remind you, the Lord Jesus Christ sang these songs as he made his way to Jerusalem and to the temple. There's so many things we could think about related to that. But, oh, the uh, put in your imagination a different time. Go far back in time. Those dusty roads with their animals and the children running here and there and uh, carrying those, um, perhaps uh, the women... Uh, pregnant with children, uh, grown children, all ages, all together in their families, going to worship God together. So we have the opportunity today as we worship God together, and many of us are here with our children. Boys and girls, we're glad you're here. Hope you found your place in Psalm 127 also. We look today at uh, each of these uh, psalms, these songs of ascent. They're called that because 
if you look at the, a map, the geography of Israel, everything goes up to the place of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is sometimes called Mount Zion. It is the place uh, where the temple was built by Solomon. And uh, so you go up, you ascend to the mountain of the Lord to worship God. What a beautiful picture of what it means, what ought to be happening with our families. We bring our families together when they're young. We bring them. I appreciate Ken and all the boys and girls. What an example for us here today. All of our boys and girls who gather with their parents with God's word in our hands. We sing together and then we worship God together. So we look today at this one song of ascent written by Solomon. Which is interesting for us because we've been looking for some time. If you haven't been with us, you can uh, go back and look at some of the things I've talked with the church about from the book of Proverbs. If you care about your children's soul, <clears throat> then you will uh, do your best to teach them and train them in the truths of God's word. That's what godly parents do. And we've looked at some time at what Solomon had to say in the book of Proverbs Moving from about chapter 1 through chapter 6, you could go through the book of Proverbs uh, for many, many times over and you could find things to teach your children and to talk to your children about of all ages. What a joy it is for our church to be filled with children. We are a blessed church. First Baptist Church is blessed with uh, boys and girls, young boys and girls, preschoolers, all the way through students. I'm grateful for Brother Ken and Brother Tim's ministries here. I know you are too. And for all they do and for all of our many people in our church who work alongside of uh, Brother, Brother Ken and Brother Tim to, to help our children and our students to know Jesus Christ and to grow in holiness and Christ's likeness. So we've talked about family life and we've talked especially about parenting responsibilities and grandparenting responsibilities in these past days. Let's read Psalm 127. Our focal truth today is this, that children are a gift from God. Children are a gift from God. Psalm 127, a song of ascents of Solomon. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early and to retire late to eat the bread of painful labors. For he, that is God, gives to his beloved. God gives to those he loves, even in his sleep. Then our focus today, 3, 4, and 5. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed, how blessed is the man, how blessed is the woman, whose quiver is full of them. They will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in the gate. Heavenly Father, now bless the reading of your word and may the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So I have three observations for you that I'd like to make from these verses. First of all, children are the gift of God. Second of all, children are a reward from God. And third, children are a, a lifetime or lifelong blessing to their children. I speak to you today giving a, what seems to be in our world a strange message. 
My words would sound very strange in the marketplace of the world. My words would seem very odd to the modern person in the world, given the attitudes, opinions, and treatment of children in the world today. The Word of God makes it clear the standards by which we are to live our life. If we choose to reject the standards of God's will revealed in the Word of God, then we deal with the consequences and we also face the judgment of God. The world has rejected the Word of God. They have rejected the truths of God. Therefore, they will be judged by God unless they repent of their sins and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I speak these words today reminding us all in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ of the importance and value that we must place on children and the importance of that ministry in the life of this church. I want to ask you today as a parent or a grandparent today, and you're going to, you're going to hear me ask this question and immediately uh, say, of course, but I really want to, to uh, ask, ask you to search your heart. If children are a gift from God, then my first question to all of us here today is how important are your children and your grandchildren in your life and in your lifestyle? How really important are they? What, what place of priority do your children and your grandchildren get from you? Do they, do they know that they are important and they are of most important value to you? Do your children know, parents, that in the way that you live with them, talk with them, spend time with them, that they're first? That you, that you, have, that you have placed your children in the place of priority. You sacrifice whatever it takes in order for your children to know that they are loved by their mother and their father. And if your grandparents here, have you confirmed with your grandchildren? If you have great grandchildren, if you have you made the effort to let them know how precious they are to you and how you love them. Well, you see, that's what we want to think about today. When did you last thank God for your children? I didn't say, when did you last thank God for your obedient children? Because sometimes children obey and sometimes children disobey. By the way, so did you when you were a child. You see, this is important for us to understand in a world where starting with children all the way to the aged, the world pretty much has decided that unless you have it all together and you have, you're perfect and you have all of your physical aptitude and mental ability, only those are the ones who are keepers. Everybody else is a throwaway. We find it different in the Word of God because every child is a gift from God. Every single child is a gift from God. So it's interesting that Solomon would write these words, two parts to the psalm. He first talks about the building of the house. Well, he's obviously talking about the house of God. He knew from his own father how desperate his father was to build the house of the Lord, the temple of God. He was not allowed. He was not permitted by God. Though David collected many of the things and the supplies and got it all ready, God gave that assignment to Solomon. And Solomon gladly did it and gloriously built 
the temple, the house of God. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Yes, secondarily, there is a reference here to you building your home. It's not the primary focus of this, but they're going to the temple. They're going to see that magnificent, unbelievable wonder of the world that Solomon had built as they go to worship the only true and living God. Unless the Lord builds the house, they who labor, uh, they, they labor in vain who build it. So remember truly, secondarily, as you walk with God as parents, you are building your house. It's not a real house. It's not a house of brick and mortar. It is you are building the lives of your children whom God gives you. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. Yes, the city guards were there, but God guards the city of Jerusalem. And yet God also guards children. He is the father of the fatherless. He is the one who takes care of children when they are greatly abused and neglected in this world. It is vain for you to rise up early, verse 2, and to retire late just working on it on your own and forgetting God <clears throat> in your efforts to have a holy and godly home is of no value. The last phrase of verse 2 helps us begin with verse 3. God gives when you're asleep. The point is, when you're not doing anything, God is taking care of things in your life. God gives to you in your sleep. <clears throat> God provides for you in ways you'll not know until you get to heaven. God gives to you in your sleep. God gives to you the understanding, the wisdom, the ability to take care of your children, to do the things you, you don't think you can ever do. And so then we come to verse number three and we look first of all at this. Behold, he's saying, look, look, look around, look around. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. You see, children are, this word gift is a word sometimes translated heritage, inheritance, possession, portion. Uh, this word has a lot of meanings, but they all have to do with something that is of significance. Look, your greatest inheritance as a parent today, are you listening? The greatest inheritance you have is your children. The greatest inheritance you have is your children. The blessing of your inheritance is your grandchildren and your children. You see, God has given them to us. The gift of God is our children. We thank God here today. Those of you who are here, you're born again. If, you're, if you've believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, we know that the greatest gift of all is eternal life in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the gift. The free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ, Romans 6, 23. The gift of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the, the, gifts of the Spirit given to you. You're given so many things as a follower of Jesus Christ, but I submit to you the greatest gift given to you to take care of and entrust, and God has entrusted you with, are your children. Children are an inheritance and they are a portion. They are a gift from God. And because of that, there's sometimes we would say that children are a trust from God. That's right. The day those children were born to you, God trusted you with another living soul. The day those children were born to you, God entrusted you with another living soul. It might be just one. It might be many. 
but you have before you, parents, to deal with the reality that every child is a gift from God. They are uniquely made by God. Psalm 139, 1 says, I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, for my soul knows it very well. Genesis 1:27 says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. That is, we have the ability to understand right and wrong. Though the image of God is greatly, greatly marred by our sinfulness born from born, coming into this world, we're born into sin. The reality is that every child is born into this world. They are made in the image of God. They are image bearers of God. They belong to God first. They are given to parents to guide and nurture. And they are made to glorify God and to be like Jesus Christ. They are made male and female, though the world seems to be rankered by this and want to do their own thing. The reality is God made us male and female and the biological chromosomes of the body will never be altered except when science perverts it. The reality is you're either male or female. You are born that way into this world in your maleness or your femaleness. The rabbis have an old saying that when a child is created... In the womb, there are three partners in creation of a child. The Lord, the Father, and the Mother. And it's always true. So today I want you to think about this. Those of you who are old like me, did you know when you were born, you were a gift from God to your parents? Boys and girls, no matter what people may say about you, no matter what you may not have heard, you need to know today that you're a gift from God and you were born into this world and you are special to God. And you were special to God first before you were even special to your parents. You are a gift from God. You are made the way you are. You have your own uniquenesses. You have your own abilities. You look the way you do. You don't need to worry about looking like someone else. You are special in who you are. It doesn't matter what people say about you and how they treat you because of these things. When, just know this. You can talk with God and He loves you just the way you are. You are a gift from God. You are a gift to your parents, boys and girls. Remember that God gave you to your parents. Sometimes you go to your friend's house and say, boy, I wish I was, I wish they were my parents. No, God's given you your parents with you so that you might grow and learn about Jesus and follow the Lord all the days of your life. Secondly, children are a reward from God. The fruit of the womb is a reward from God. This word reward means pay. God is giving you parents something. He's giving you a wage. Your children are pay from God. In Genesis 33, 5, So when Jacob looked up and he was watching for his brother Esau, they were going to be reunited. He looks up and he sees, and I'll just read Genesis 33, 5. Of all people, this is such a beautiful picture of the gift of God and the reward of God to all people in this world. He lifted up his eyes, Jacob did, and saw the women and the children and said... Who are these with you? Jacob asked his brother Esau. And Esau said, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. Even Esau, with all of his wickedness, even Esau, 
who despised his birthright, even this one, he's, he's blessed by God with children. 1 Samuel 1.27, Hannah says to Eli, For this boy I prayed, and the Lord has given me my petition, which I asked for. And many of you in this room, you prayed for your children to be born. And you prayed through circumstances that were hard. The reality is, children are the gift of God to you parents. And children are a reward from God to you as a parent. I want, to, I want you to pause just for a moment. I won't elaborate long, but I do want to talk about this. Because this deserves our attention in this technologically uh, dead world in which we live. You see, most talk about the birth of children in a biological way. But I submit to you today that the Word of God tells us that the fruit of the womb is a reward. I read to you Psalm 139, 13. You, this is a prayer to God, you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. Yes, we should go to school and learn the process of what happens in the creation of a human being in birth and in the womb of their mother. But I submit to you, there is a deep spiritual work going on in the womb of every woman who's carrying a child. It is a deep and sacred, holy, spiritual work of God who is shaping and creating another human being in the image of God, yet to live life. It is sacred and holy. What business does man have invading the sacredness of the womb? Isaiah 13, 18, Thus says the Lord who made you and formed you in the womb. Yes, you see today, this holy and special experience happened to you. I've got an astounding statement to make. Did you know everybody in this room was born the same way? And one day you had consciousness and awareness. And one day you saw the light. And one day you heard things. And then you understood your parents. And you began to see things. And you began to understand things. And you had the chance to grow up and live. It is something very dangerous when the world or any person would say that they would choose to stop the work of God in the womb. That's why it is bar barbarianism and great abomination against God when children are aborted as they have been for generations now. I remind you of what the Word of God said last week. God hates the shedding of innocent blood. The Word of God says children are the gift of God. Children are a reward from God. I hope someone hears me saying this out there in yonder land who's been caught up in the world's idea of, well, children don't matter. You're the most important. No, actually, what we learn in having children is we're not the most important. What we learn from having children is, is that we have a responsibility to another generation to come. You see, the blessings of children is God's payment. They are a joy to their parents. They are life to their parents. They satisfy their parents. 
They're united to their parents for life and they invest in them and they bless them. I'm not talking about the fact that your child won't do things that are not acceptable or make decisions that are harmful. They're still a blessing from God. Regardless of their current behavior. Finally, children are a lifelong blessing to their parents, like arrows in the hands of like arrows in the hands of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed is a man whose quiver is full of them. Why all this talk about children like arrows? Well, you know, in the ancient world, the reality is a warrior had to make his own arrows. The reality is as moms and dads, as you come together in marriage, as you come together, God has designed that sexual relationships are only for those who are married, a man and a woman married together. And from that, what did God tell us? Be fruitful and multiply. And children are born. You see, you make your own arrows in your family. And they would, uh, the warrior would take and in the ancient world, make their own arrows and you know what you do with an arrow. An arrow protects you. An arrow is that which you use in warfare. And warriors aim and shoot their arrows. May I submit to you parents who are here. Your children are like arrows because they are what you make them. And they go where you aim them. I, I'm surprised by those who would say to me, Pastor Mike, you know, I, I don't know why my kids won't ever go to church, well, a lot of people have determined that church is a secondary matter in their lives. And so why would you think that your children would do any other thing when they don't see you practicing it? It's amazing for us to sometimes get the idea that, well, our children, my children ought to do this, but I'm not going to do this. You see, children are like arrows, like warriors who made their arrows. They are what you make them. Some arrows would be good, some would be bad. The fact of the matter is you must take your time to, as an ancient warrior, make good arrows. It takes time to make your arrows. It takes time for you to bring up your children in the fear and training of the Lord. You're making arrows. You are aiming them. You are setting them in the right direction. You see, this is why we read that psalm, train up, the way, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he'll not depart from it. Every child has their own natural way. Do you know the ways of your children? Why would you try to make one child like another child? Let them be unique in their own ways. So you see, the blessings of God that come to us are because He gives us this gift of children and they are a reward to us. All of the days of your life, they are a reward to you. They are not a hindrance to you. It's amazing to me when you'd hear some people talk about the fact that they, don't, they need to get away from their children. I understand sometimes we need a break. I understand sometimes that it's overwhelming. That's why God, by the way, made families. That's why we're together. That's why we help. That's why grandparents help you and, and great-grandparents help praise God for His genius in the development of the family and how the family helps. But I'm talking about neglect of children. And it goes on in Dixon County every day. I'm talking about the abuse of children. It goes on in Dixon County and around this world and all over the planet every day. What a dangerous thing to do to children what God can see. And what God sees, God judges. 
You may not see the judgment of God when it comes upon those who do such things, but I assure you it comes. You see, children become a source of protection to their parents in old age. You know, the delight when you get old like me is your kids can help you because you can't do things like you used to do. It's been delightful to me as the pastor of this church. As, as much as the pastors, the deacons, all of us want to minister and help with, with our uh, seniors and especially with our uh, widows. I, I'm so honored and I'm so delighted and I see it all the time. When parents, uh, excuse me, widows or widowers will say, we'll ask them, do you need something? And they'll say, no, you know, my sons or my daughters or my daughter or my son, my grandchildren, you know, uh, my grandson, they're helping us. What a wonderful thing. That's the way God designed it. That's what we're supposed to do. So children are a source of blessing all the days of our life. Did you know this? Uh, your children born to you in your youth, maybe you were young like Pat and I were young while we were 21, just barely in our 20s having children. What in the world does a 20-year-old know? No offense to the 20-year-olds in here. What in the world? And yet God helps us make a way. By the way, you grow up with your children. You grow up with them. So as they grow up and as they grow along, you have all of these precious, wonderful memories of the gifts that God has given to your children. By the way, when they're older and they're grown, quit treating them like they're in primary school. They're grown. Work with them and live with them through the phases of their life. Trust God that He gave them to you. And did you know God knows your children better than you do? He gave them to you. So that leads me to a couple of things that I want us to remember today in our short time together. Number one, treasure your children as God's gift to you. How are you treating the treasures of God that He's given to you? Make your children a life priority. The goal isn't to get away from them as soon as you can. That's a worldly way of thinking about it. Why would you want to get away from your children? Why wouldn't you want to find a way to spend more time with Him the older you get? What a blessing. What does the Word of God say in the Psalms? May you see your children's children. And many of us in this room have had that privilege. And those of you who are younger, you will never understand the, the joy of children's children till you see your children's children. This is the way God designed it. The gift of God just keeps blessing. The gift of God keeps blessing. It's God's way. Even to the lost man or woman, when that child is born, they get a glimpse into the grace and love of God if they would only believe in Jesus Christ. You see, God knows your children better than you know them, so when you pray for them, pray, <laughs> pray with understanding, knowing that God already knows the situation and what your kids are like. You, you don't have to spend the first part of your prayer telling God, what, what the situation is. He already knows what you need before you ask. Perhaps your children are in the shape they're in so that you might grow in holiness. Perhaps your children are in the shape they're in so that you might improve in your godliness and in your prayer life and in your walk with God. Is the condition of your children driving you away from God or is your relationship with your children bringing you closer to God? Well, that helps you understand if you see them as a gift from God. Help your children to know that their greatest and most important purpose 
is not just having a good, successful life, but glorifying Jesus Christ. Boys and girls, you were made to glorify God in your body. You were made to glorify God. Go on glorifying God. Now, what do we do with all this and we're done? I really think this would be important for you to do. You grandparents grand, uh, can do it. You uh, parents can do it. Have you ever sat down and talked to your children about when they were born and what was going on in your life when they were born? Well, you know, it's nice to know what was happening when we were born. This is one way for your children to understand what a special gift they are in the family because, oh my, I know how it was in my family. I was the firstborn and my parents just kept having these uh, sisters. I don't know why we couldn't have any brothers. It wasn't God's will. But we had one right after another. And we had a little tiny house with two bedrooms. And so after a while, I moved from this place to this place. And these kids just, these girls just keep coming. I'm not bitter about it. And they keep coming. And then finally, I'm in the garage. And they're out there in a bed in the garage. So you think about this. You think about the joy of your children, but you also recognize that as the children are born, it changes and shapes life. It makes your family what your family is. God designed for your family to be what it is, not like your neighbor. You're a special person given life to live for God. And every person in this room was born as a gift of God. Whatever other people have said about you, it's a lie. Rejoice in who you are and follow Jesus Christ and love God. And don't spend all your time obsessing on the way you look and fitting into the world. Spend your time seeking to follow Jesus Christ all the days of your life. Finally, rejoice in your children. Value them highly. Value them highly. It's interesting sometimes parents will be shocked when their children go to work somewhere and the boss comes and tells the parents how good the, the child is doing at work. It's almost like they're shocked. What? He was doing that good? Yeah, well, yes. Yes. Value your children highly. Rejoice in your children. I'm not saying lie to them. I'm not saying tell them things about themselves that are not true. Challenge them at the places where they fail. Teach them the Word of God and let them know the deep, deep darkness of sin. And then commit yourself to lead them to Jesus Christ and then sympathize with them. If you understand where they're at, it's easier for you to minister to them in their time of need. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward from the Lord. When we understand that, ladies and gentlemen... I'm convinced that we can say, as for me and my house. My house is made up of the gifts God's given to me. As for me, I was a gift to my parents. You were a gift to your parents. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord.